Hello, welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. I am your host, Scott Newhouse. I'm a certified financial planner, the author of three books on retirement planning, an all-around good guy. I am so glad that you and the dozens and dozens of other listeners have rejoined this podcast. Again, this is just a short weekly podcast trying to help you have a comfortable, fulfilling, stress-free retirement. So uh, today's episode is one that I'm extremely excited about, uh, and and we're going to be covering five factors uh, before retiring overseas or five things to think about before retiring overseas. Now, personally, I love to travel. I love to travel uh, across the U.S. and, you know, nice long road trip. I also love going internationally um, and, you know, seeing what the world has to offer outside of the U.S. So I think this episode is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of things to think about. Even if you don't want to live uh, full-time overseas, maybe you want to travel for an extended period of time, which you know is, is easier to do now than ever before. So if you're thinking maybe you want to retire outside the U.S. or if you just want to spend six months, 12 months um, outside the U.S., uh, this podcast episode's going to be really helpful for you. So it's, let's just get right into it. Um, retiring overseas can be uh, appealing for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you've always dreamt of living, um, you know, internationally, or maybe the cost of living in the U.S. has made you think, hey, maybe I can get a better quality of life for less money outside the U.S. No matter the reason, you are not alone. Over 700,000 social security checks are sent abroad. So there are plenty of other people doing this as well, but doesn't necessarily mean it's the right fit for you. So let's get into the five things um, for you to think about before you retire overseas. The first one is really just look at the pros and cons. And I've, I've laid out my own right here. Anywhere that you're going to retire has its pros and cons, but there's really a lot more to consider if you're, if you're thinking about leaving the U.S. So let's look at some of the pros. The pros, first one, the, the biggest one to me is that fi- is finances. Um, this is usually the number one reason why people want to retire abroad. It is just cheaper to live in most other places, which means your retirement funds can go further. Um, and it, it simply means that, you know, maybe if you were in a tenuous place with your finances in the U.S., well, you might have a cushy uh, lifestyle somewhere else. But you can't always assume that's the case. You got to do your own research on your specific uh, location that you're looking at. Second pro in my mind is it's just a brand new experience. Retirement, when you don't have that nine to five you have to report into, it's a time to explore, have fun, and live the life that you want without being tied down to a job or, you know, a young family. Um, Hopefully your kids are grown and gone uh, in your retirement. So if you love new experiences, this could just be at the top of the list of anything that you've done in your lifetime. Um, it, it really could be an incredible experience. You're also going to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Not always easy for some of us. I get that. I'm hey, same same with me. But if you're the type um, that likes to try new things, um, this could be a, a, an entirely new experience that pushes you outside of what you've known uh, for so long. Now. The cons, and it kind of goes into the last pro, um, but it is really a whole new world. You're going to have to learn new ways of life, uh, how to navigate uh, a new culture, how to navigate a new healthcare system. And then if you had planned to work uh, part-time in retirement or, or do something in the U.S. to supplement your income, you have to ask yourself, hey, am I going to be able to do this internationally? Um, am I going to be able to do this remotely? Or maybe uh, am I going to be able to find something part-time locally uh, that I can 
do to supplement my income if that's something that you had planned inside the US. Another con is that you might might have to learn a new language. Um, even if you learn the native language of the country, you're probably not going to be as fluent in it as you are in English. And so that could create barriers. I don't think those are I think those are uh, barriers that you can overcome, but you do absolutely have to think about it. And then uh, lastly, and this is probably the biggest one, is your, you might miss uh, your friends and your loved ones, your friends and your family. Um, even with tech, today's technology, yes, you can FaceTime, yes, you can Zoom, although, I don't know, some people are getting kind of tired of Zoom. I am as well. Um, but it's just, and that's just not going to be the same as being with them in person. So you really got to think about the, the family and the friends that you're going to be missing um, as well. But I would encourage you to come up with your own pros and cons list. This is obviously my own, um, just thinking about this for my own situation. Um, but you need to come up with your own pros and cons list as well. So the second thing that I would encourage you to do is consider renting first <laughs> before you, you know, pick up all your stuff and move to a new country don't buy right away. Please consider renting um, on a VRBO, Airbnb. Um, there might be other uh, types of platforms where you can rent for a short period of time. You may love the country when you visit, but living there, it's just a completely different dynamic, completely different scenario. So what if you, after a couple months of, of living there, you just tire of it or you're not comfortable living there. What if after, you know, that whole first month, you realize things that you never would have realized on a three-day weekend? Um, so again, if you're if you're making this big move, uh, don't, don't buy right away, rent first. Um, and I would consider that you rent during the off season when there are fewer Americans around. And, and the reason for that is you'll get a truer sense of how the area feels and how hard or easy it is to set up your home base there. So take to say, Take some time to get acclimated and comfortable before you commit to a specific area and buy a home. You may also want to move around to different parts of that country. So maybe that first month you're in one city and then the next month you're in a different city. Um, and, and that'll give you a different flavor of what that country offers. And then, of course, you know, maybe you do that for three different months and then you say, boy, I don't really like this country. Hey, great. You've just been renting. No problem. Pack up your stuff. Let's go find a different country or come back to the U.S. So again, my second point there, rent first. Don't buy right away. Uh, the third thing, and this is really important, is just understand the medical care. If you move outside the U.S., um, you, you're going to have to ask yourself, um, what's going to happen with those Medicare benefits? Is anything going to co uh, be covered or is it going to, frankly, be completely uh, useless to you? Um, do you have enough money to set aside to cover medical expenses? Did you s discuss your options with your current insurance company? Um, you may be eligible for government-supported health care after living in a certain area for a certain amount of time, but you can't assume that. You have to make sure of that. So that's another thing to think about. Um, most healthcare facilities abroad require some kind of cash or credit card payment upfront, even with insurance. So you again, you got to do your own research and find out what's the healthcare situation is in this new country um, and how that factors into your plan. Um, again, if and you probably know this, but if you're by a big metropolitan area, you'll probably have more high quality um, health care options. But 
you really don't want to wait until you get there to find out. So do your research on what the medical options and costs are for you in this new country that you pick. The second thing, uh, excuse me, the fourth thing that you need to do research on is try and figure out what costs are going to increase and what are going to decrease. And that's pretty much like my whole point on this one specific point. Um, you can find the standard cost of living on a lot of great websites of, um, you know, how much on aggregate does a, a couple spend in this country. But when you're doing that research, find out what costs are going to be uh, the same as the U.S., less than the U.S., and more than the U.S. Um, so things like housing, insurance, uh, utilities, transportation, food, entertainment, medical slash health insurance, etc. So what costs are going to go up uh, throughout your retirement years? What costs are going to go down? The last thing, the fifth thing that I have before you retire overseas is understand the tax implications. Taxes are, are I think, are already complicated enough in the U.S. And guess what? They get even more complicated if you move abroad. Um, so you're still going to have to pay the standard U.S. taxes as if you lived here, assuming um, you're, you know you keep your U.S. citizenship. Um, so any you know tax deferred accounts like your traditional 401k or traditional IRA, you withdraw that money um, after age 59 and a half. You're just going to pay that ordinary income tax. That's that's just like back at home. Um, so you kind of you're not going to be able to get away from that. So the standard things do apply, um, but you also have to factor in what's the tax tax implications of the new country that you're living in. Um, some countries have tax taxes for all residents that live there regardless of citizenship. So even if you keep uh, your citizenship with the U.S., you may, again, may have to pay taxes in this new country. So in, I would encourage you to research what those tax implications are. And then honestly, if you're even just a little bit confused, go find a tax advisor, tax professional in that that specializes in working um, with U.S. citizens in that country so that you are not surprised with the big unpleasant tax bill. So that's all the five things that I think you should consider before retiring overseas. Um, if, if moving abroad is on your bucket list, it is so easy in this day and age to make it a reality, but you obviously have to do your research first. Uh, for, I've heard this uh, from a number of people, um, you know, living even if temporarily outside the u.s it can be one of the most fulfilling things that you do in your life but the better prepared you are the better it's going to work now before you go and especially before you make any really big decisions in retirement i want to offer you to get a free copy of my book 65 questions to ask and answer before you retire so this is a comprehensive view of all of the things that i think you and your spouse should be asking yourselves and it also offers a guideline of how you can answer each of those specific questions from me, um, a certified financial planner. So you can get that book at freeretirementbooks.com. Again, that's freeretirementbooks.com and you'll get my book, 65 questions to ask and answer before you retire. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.